Hey, Homelanders, welcome back. You are watching the after show on After Buzz for Homeland Episode 7 Imminent Risk. Who's at risk? Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Uh, there it goes. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. There, That's there the cue. And I, I always wait for like the saxophone music. We're just coming right <laughs> now. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This episode. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Carrie, ugly cry face. Numer- all day, numerous every day. times. And I, as I always say in every episode, um, just remember drink up <laughs> but what a performance by claire danes like reminding us again why she's so good yeah she is she is amazing amazing hey guys welcome back you are watching the after show for homeland episode seven yes. imminent risk i'm your host rick hong and you can find me at rick hong r-i-c-k-h-o-n-g and i'm joined by leslie corral yes and you can find me at leslie that face on instagram and twitter all right. So, <laughs> as as uh, Leslie and I just talked about, yes, we have seen numerous uh, mm-hmm. scenes tonight of crying Carrie face. And yes. I always tell people that's when you should drink up, like she kind of <laughs> did tonight. I mean, oh, that was tough. That was absolutely tough to watch. <laughs> um. So yeah, big things. Lots of big things this episode. Oh yeah, and we and we kind of finally figured out who the uh, we we got some major confirmation of who the mastermind is. I mean. That's what I've been thinking the whole time. Huge conspiracy and our doll. Just the evil man in the corner. But usually he's like like a part-time menace or an antagonist throughout the series. He was, in this one, he's like the evil. Every corner, he's like coming at Carrie, coming at the president, messing with Quinn's head. Like just, man, when does this man sleep? <laughs> All right, so okay, so last week we left off and we see Quinn being kidnapped. Yes. Not, not kidnapped, but just drugged Taken. up. You know, we think what's going to happen to this guy, mm-hmm. and then we find out that it's his old, you know, ex or lover mm-hmm. or friend Astrid that actually has him. Yeah, and that's how we start this episode. Yeah, he's and, waking up confused, and very oh, because you know you get. A, I mean, I don't know what they gave him, but you know, yeah. I, I know like anytime you come out of some sort of drug induced. You know, sedative or something. You're very, very groggy. Yes. My first instinct um, when he wakes up is he's like, you know, exactly what Quinn's thinking. Where am I? What's happening? And Astrid's like, oh, you know, just take it easy. You know, they said for you to do this, this, and that. And then my head, I was like, who is they? Because I'm sure that's mm-hmm. what Quinn's thinking. Like, who are these doctors? Who has him here? Yep. His mind's going and my mind's going at the same time. Yeah, and he, he goes, he's like, so where am I? And she's, oh, you're in the middle of nowhere. Thanks, that helps us. <laughs> I mean, and clearly he wasn't happy with that answer either, as we saw down the line. You know, and Quinn still being Quinn, still being laser focused, he, you know, he still reminds Astra, you know, don't let me forget. He's still trying to yes. get to Carrie or talk to Carrie or get back to New York yes. or... And pretty soon into the com, uh, it, she kind of reveals like, wait, no, this is the deal we have with Dar. And then it's like right away, it's like, of course, of course. So, but it's it's good for us to know, yeah. you know, how she showed up. Yeah. You know, was it because last week I think we talked about we were just like, what the hell? How she did she came show out of up? Nowhere. Yeah, and was it because you know he was on TV and the footage mm-hmm. from the shooting? Is that where? She showed up. Why did she show up? Who is she in cahoots with? So now, exactly. So number one, we know it's Dara yeah. Doll. Yeah. And um, and then slowly, you know, we're getting 
revelations as to why he was taken, what was Dara Doll's motivation. I feel like she, Astrid doesn't even realize, I think he's essentially just using her, like, as a way for Quinn to feel, like, some level of safety or comfort because this is his friend, when really... You know, I I don't. Well, you know, and he's he's also because of what he's been through. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also kind of like a wild card. So when you're a wild card, I think you've got to sh- give give them something, somebody familiar. Yeah. You know, so that they at least kind of know. Okay, I'm not being screwed with by like by some stranger. I've got some some token of security. Yeah, or familiarity with yes. somebody. Yeah. You know, so like that's it's like I think that's actually a good move that she showed up. Although I mean, I don't know if it's a good move because I feel like Dar keeping Quinn away, doing all of this, and I mean, before the end of the episode, essentially trying to turn him against Carrie. You know, he wouldn't have gotten him even to this point without her, and that's why I feel like she's just being used. I don't even think she knows the extent of what Dar's motives are here. I, and I guess we're maybe hopefully, you know, we're we're so like we're at episode seven. There's mm-hmm. twelve episodes in this season, yeah. so we're, we're just over the halfway mark. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe we'll see how that plays out yes. and see where Asteroid's so loyalty lies. Let's come back lie. to the revelations at the end of the episode. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Carrie. Yeah, so, like, okay, so now, okay, so we go from, like, Quinn mm-hmm. understanding where he's at, why he's where he is, and they open up, you know, just like, as we saw last week, Carrie was fearful, fearful for her life, her daughter's life, everything going around her. Max was there. Yeah. And so, of course, what do you do? You install security. Which, you know, I found kind of ironic. Since the first season, it's been Carrie and cameras, installing cameras in Brody's apartment, looking at cameras, finding footage. You would think that you know an ex-CIA spy would have already had cameras in her own in her own home I, I, I just feel like Carrie and her back history it's, it's almost kind of funny that she hasn't had that yet especially when she has been a target before maybe not necessarily with Franny but you know I would want I I, I don't know I found that kind of funny that no, you know I didn't even think about it and I don't disagree with you in a sense I also think that maybe it's kind of one of those things, like a fresh start. Yeah. She's, I'm out of that type of business, mm-hmm. so I shouldn't remind myself of things that I should be paranoid about. Yeah. And also giving some stability towards her daughter's life. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, you know, I can't imagine being a kid in this day and age if you're in a house, although there are such things as nanny cams. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I think it would be bizarre if you're a kid and like you're looking up and like you see this camera on you, but even it, though I'm sure she would have it in some back But there room. are more and more homes now that have them, you know, and you can find all the rooms on your phone on apps like it's it's not so like crazy anymore it's more no it isn't you're right and she clearly you know off the bat expresses her distrust of the police and why she doesn't want to go to them um to max and um well clearly because because if i don't trust them either yeah well if these people this you know this private sector company can Mm -hmm. get to conlon who's an fbi agent or cia agent you know getting to police that shouldn't be a problem at all Mm -hmm. exactly so um and then quickly you know things go downhill oh she gets the call come (laughs) down to the school right away which you know which was a i kind of didn't quite expect that i mean it it does it it. actually does make sense that you know uh, a child services you know type person would call Mm -hmm. to say you know hey there's this thing going on so but i didn't exactly expect it to see it in this series okay so we'll break it down but can i just say over the top i hate that cia lady or the c um the uh, the child services lady yes the child (laughs) services lady um Oh my gosh, did I hate her. And every single scene she came up, it just made me hate her worse. Because 
Ah. Uh, yeah, and I think that's what we're going to do is we're gonna, we're kind of just going to go over just like that whole evolution of yes, the child services because tonight. Because just like the audience, Carrie sort of just gets bits of information slowly, and I felt like that in itself felt very shady. It felt very like this woman didn't tell Carrie off the bat everything that's happening. She kind of sort of wanted to ascertain information from her first before even giving her the full picture at first she's just like oh hey let me let's have a seat and let's talk you know and see what sucks is normally you know as a parent you don't ever want to have your child kept from you Mm -hmm. and i'm not a parent that's the thing it's like i totally related to carrying this episode i'm not a parent but i can only imagine that you don't want your child being kept from you Mm -hmm. you don't want to be accused of not caring yes. about your child or doing something that's, you know, um, dangerous or, to, like, harmful to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we start seeing her her rage. Well, okay, she's called by the teacher who's like, oh, you know, we just need you to come. She doesn't know what she's walking into. And this woman, instead of telling, I don't know, it felt almost unfair for her not to tell her you know, your daughter's not here anymore before all of a sudden she's just like, let me pull information from you. Like, you know, this is happening here, this is happening there. And and then she's like, oh, well, let's finish this conversation at my office. And then by the end of the conversation, she's like, well, do you have a lawyer? And I'm yeah, like, she's, she wow. was Yeah, she made claims saying that Franny was traumatized. Um, and then hence the whole title for this episode, Imminent Risk. You know, that's, that was, that's what was going but on here. But my thing is, she could have, I don't know, I felt like she wasn't forthright. Like, the second Carrie walked into the office or something, they could have been like, okay, here's the deal. This is what's happened. You know, we've removed Franny, you need a lawyer, but let's talk about this. Instead of, like, I don't know, it almost it felt like more, she was yeah, playing her. Or, it, I mean, it, it, was, it seemed more uh, definitely accusatory as opposed to, I'm just trying to get the facts. Yeah, it just, it felt like she was playing her, and before she gave her, like, the second Carrie walked into that room with her at the school, this woman knew that she was had lost her daughter and was going to face a court date where all of a sudden Carrie's just like, Oh, I'm just going to talk to this woman and I'm Mm -hmm. sure my daughter's in the other room. And then slowly, I don't know. It just felt like it felt really cruel the way she slowly divulged this information, which made me just really dislike this Like she tells her, she tells her, um, uh, that what her daughter was like fearing for her life, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, and that's, you know, meanwhile, Carrie's at home with her daughter and her daughter's not telling her this stuff. Yeah, so as soon as the woman told Carrie, oh, your daughter told me that she was afraid for her life, the second she said that, I in my head, I thought, conspiracy. I know, I'm like, is this just her being, doing her job? It just flamed in my head. Because we saw, and I think the show made a point to show us, that the girl was comfortable with Quinn. Mm-hmm. She, like, had names. Like, oh, are you going to eat this? You know, is Quinn going to be okay? Like, you know, and for her all of a sudden to be like, I'm terrified of him, it almost made me, like, it made me not, I'm not saying she didn't do it, but it made me doubt this woman. I was like, I almost feel like, and then it, it ended up being true. She was being fed information by Dar. And there were, and there were points too. It's, it's hard to figure out what was actually truth mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, did, did Franny really say this or that? But, um, but I'll still say that in, in some ways I do understand as a little kid, all of a sudden you've got people throwing rocks. Yeah. He's, he has a gun. He's shooting a gun. He's telling her, you know, you can't go anywhere with the, you know, and, and the nanny is like trying to be like, dude, I want to leave here. I and he's like, no, you cannot that, yeah. go. So I can see a little bit of the turn, but she still talked to her mom. Carrie seemed to have talked her through it. Yeah. So I feel like I totally get a Franny said I was scared. Maybe she said she was scared of her life, but I feel like this one, sh- 
She made it seem as though Franny had always been afraid of Quinn, like, ever since he's been living in her house. And I don't think that's the case. Right. And I feel like they kind of took things that Franny said and, like, we're twisting it because maybe she's already getting all of this information that, oh, Carrie, you know, is unstable. She's had all these, you know, things in her past. And, you know what I mean? She's letting this man, you know, give her a blind spot. And it just, it felt awful. And on top of that, because this woman wasn't, forthright with Carrie right away, she's kind of like letting Carrie hang herself. She's like, well, why do you have this man in your office and or in your home? And, you know, what did you do that day? Instead of, you know what I mean? Like, let me get my lawyer first and let's talk about the best way to present the information that doesn't make me look terrible. Yeah. And she didn't get a chance to do that. Well, and see, what was strange is, so they kind of have this, you know, mutual conversation mm-hmm. at the office. Yeah. Then when we go to... They're actually in court in front of the judge. She oh, really just starts hanging no, her and saying, you know, and Carrie's, and Carrie's in there telling her, what? I told you about this. I told you about that. And then she starts bringing up all these extra things of you got. It felt so under the belt. Yeah. Like not even giving them a heads up that, oh, we're going to pull out the fact that she's diagnosed with bipolar, that she's had shock treatment, that she's done this and that. And, it's like, and that she had the, the whole like, you know, she didn't even ask her about the, the whole gun. Yeah. Sleeping with the gun thing, and she just decided just to pop it up in you know in front of the judge. I'm still skeptical about that. Maybe Franny did say it, or maybe the guy that's spying on Carrie saw see, it. See, that's told what her, I was. Told- see, that's what I was wondering too. Is obviously if he's been spying the whole time, he doesn't necessarily have to be across the street. Yeah, but he's definitely going to clearly know that she's going to try to protect her home on some front. So, oh my gosh, just that scene in the court. And then when um, he, the judge was asking Carrie, like, you know, well, why didn't you call the cops? And it's like, well, because she's an ex-CIA spy. She, she can handle herself. I don't think in her head, like, I'm not to insult police and that's not she was trying to do either. But she felt like she was capable you know what and I mean? And I thought that, that there's a layer a, of this trust. And I thought that she did a good recovery yes. without having to sit there and tell the judge exactly the real reason. But instead, she like it, it, the real it almost reason, like I'm a badass and I don't need one. Essentially, yeah. Or just even just like she took a second mm-hmm. and was like, "Let me think about how I'm going to deliver this piece of information." And then she said, "Well, you know, I've been trained mm-hmm. and I'm smart, and these are the situations that I used to be in." So, and then it goes back to what you were saying earlier yeah. about cameras being in her house yes and i feel like anyways and it's so crazy how this whole storyline um people retelling the facts like it, it it's very creepy as far as like how the narrative starts to change how the story starts to change the cps worker was like well um you know there were people and cameras outside your house because he was holding her hostage. Kind of like that's what sparked the crowds and the cameras when we know that's not the case. And Carrie tried to explain that, but that was sort of lost. And now, moving forward, she's going to say, oh, you know, he um, he started holding them hostage, and that's why the crowds came. And it was all him. And again, so why did she bring this man into her house? Everything to make her look bad, essentially. And then she's, she even said, you know, I've eliminated, you know, that cause like i've got i got you know quinn's not in the home anymore Mm -hmm. my daughter's safe again you know i've taken the necessary precautions that i'm supposed to in this type of situation yeah oh goodness it's uh i just felt so much for carrie in that yeah and so this is where we start seeing you know crying gary face yeah and it sucks because you know in front of the judge in front of everyone she wants to keep her composure but kind of like what she said in the beginning you know this is bullshit like that sucks like all of a sudden she's blindsided with this and i get that um you know cps people are trying to do their job there's concern there but to me it feels more abrupt taking her 
away so suddenly without any kind of warning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And putting her in a stranger's house. And it's just, I felt so bad. I like felt so bad for Carrie. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. this sucks so much. Uh, all right. So we'll, we'll t- so we'll kind of move on from like that, yeah. like part yeah. of the, part of the episode. And let's, let's move into, um, you know, we see, let's like, I'm trying to figure out if we want to see, like, let's, well, we see Javidi come into town. Yes. Okay. So that whole thing was kind of crazy. He comes in and there's people. Yeah, so he's at the airport. There's yeah. a protest, and so then, like, I noticed it. I don't know if some people noticed. Um, did you notice, like, Nate, the the young, ambitious guy from last week? Mm. I believe his name was Nate. Okay, you know that that was like you know gave all the information to Saul. Mm. So he was yes. at the airport yes. and watched him come in, and like you know, and he I didn't even think he tells Saul later when he sees Saul, like I gave him the ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, well that was my understanding that uh, which Saul is, arranged for him to come, which is now the ticket to the the hockey game is what I realized. Yes. Yeah, um, but you know his his little arc in this episode escalated quickly because he doesn't go where he's supposed to go. He's sort of kidnapped essentially and tortured. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Was, and, and see, that's a little scary and because then he loses a nail, and it all happened so fast. I was like, what? What? Well, it's funny too, is that he's he's like sitting in this like I'm imagining this awesome like pool or like very big hot tub chilling, mm-hmm, chilling. and you see a woman get up and I'm like oh, okay you know he's got some you know he's got some you know good things going on there yeah. and then yeah a scary guy shows up and you see Javidi <laughs> just you know immediately like getting dressed and going out with him and right it's like a 180 he's yes. relaxing in a hot tub he's in America mm-hmm. he's got his hot lady you know or whatever she is maybe he's at a brothel I don't know and then yeah now he's in a dark room getting his hands taped down yeah you know and being called a traitor yeah being asked interrogated all of these questions and one you know loyal person ends up being his saving grace so here's my question and boy does that bite him in the butt later. so clearly we know that when when he's pulling the tools out something's bad's gonna yeah. supposed to be happening jafiti so mm-hmm. he has the tool he starts going for his hand what did you actually think was going to happen before it happened i i hadn't registered like because as soon as the nail came off i was like oh like, I didn't expect that. I don't know what See, I was expecting. I, I thought that he was going to, like, chop the finger off or something or, like, cut a tip off. And that's why I was like, oh. And then, I mean, I can only imagine that it, it does hurt to get your, you know, your finger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that can hurt. That, I'm sure that I guess it hurts like a lesser, but. But I, I thought that he was going to cut a fingertip off. I feel like I was just, like, I was just absorbing it. And I didn't go that far ahead because all of a sudden I was already shocked by the finger. I was like, whoa. Yeah. It, it just happened so fast for me because I feel like I didn't. I don't know. I he really was just uh, uh, in a minute just by the pool. He, I was like, oh man, you know they're showing off his chest. I was just like, you know, they're spending time on him here, and then all of a sudden, yeah. And so he was... ha- he has an old like a loyal soldier, this guy named Amir Bastami, mm-hmm. show up and saves him, and he, t- he explains that to him yes. and says, hey, you know what? I was with you in one of our wars. You showed kindness to my family. Yeah, and you you know you always said that you w- there's nothing that you wouldn't do. You wouldn't make us do that you wouldn't do. And he went off and got a goat and fed his troops. And so this guy. But I don't know where this guy was really, like, watching him. You know? I don't know either. That, that's, kinda, that was kind of the weird thing. He kind of came out of nowhere yeah. um, until he explained it. And then, I know I'm jumping ahead, but... That sucks. He kills him later. Well, okay, okay. So, all right. So from there, because I felt like that moment in my and became so much more important because what happens later. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So from there, then we see that 
I uh, clearly Javidi trusts nobody because mm-hmm. he came here on you know he came here thinking that I'm okay, so he trusts nobody. And uh, Saul is he ends up at, meeting up with Saul later. Yeah, I believe he's either at a Rangers game or an Islanders game. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and the, I like I noticed how like the whole code code word mm-hmm. was uh, Sergeant Brody. Yeah, that was kind of I was like, oh my gosh! It took me a second. I was like, what? What? No, yeah, and, so, and something we haven't heard. I mean, we've talked For, about it on the show. It took me a second to realize it was like code. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like instead, of, I was like, what? Because because we've talked about it on the show, but I mean, or like here on After Buzz, but on the show itself, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine they've talked about Brody in a couple years. And yeah. you know, imagine there was even a couple years. I think in between when Carrie was like last yes. a part of you know CIA, and then when she became a civilian. So even more kind of years in between of being able to hear. Um, Brody's name. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, oh gosh, I and I just feel I felt so bad for that guy. I was like, you know, he did a good thing. He saved him, and what does he get? Ooh, okay, okay. For that? So okay, so head. then so then he takes him. He takes uh, Saul to go meet up with Javidi, and Javidi's like, "What the hell, man? What, the what hell? is going on? You know, I got this guy. Yeah. He's like torturing me. What's you know?" And they find out slowly but surely. Dara Dahl's name. He was like, "Who's pops the only up. person who knows?" So this is the second time in this episode where we see Dara Dahl pop up. Mm-hmm. We see him pop up with, and at least his name pops up in the beginning yeah. with Astrid, mm-hmm. and now his he also pops up in, uh, you know, the conversation this between conversation. Saul and Javidi. Yes. And now Javidi is like, "Okay, put me in pretty much product, uh, protective custody." Yeah. And I will, you know, I'll do whatever you need me to do, mm-hmm. but I need to protect it. And this is when Saul, and this is how we're going to see Saul start playing out. And he's like, I will go to the president-elect. Yeah. And we'll try to get you asylum, political asylum, and uh, see what we can do to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. But in order for you to do that, you know, uh, Jafiti shows him the picture the dead picture yeah. of Narfisi, Beaten. who we saw earlier yeah. in the season that had the like the cigarette packs, and clearly he was a dub- uh, he was a, a not a double agent, but just more they he played Saul. He yeah. was actually a, a Mossad agent himself, and so he played Saul. And um, so now we see that this guy's at least pictures of him dead. Saul asks for video footage of mm-hmm. him dead, uh, and um, so that so that ball kind of starts rolling. Yeah. That ball kind of starts rolling for Jafidi, and uh, clearly he's going to be playing out more in these next couple episodes. I really wasn't sure when he first showed up how integral he was going to be in this season. I I agree, and um, I feel like with this show, there's so many great characters, so many great characters. Like You start to feel a little sympathetic for him, and then you realize, oh, this guy is not as good as... You know what I mean? There's so many... There's so much gray... That's all I can say about that. Yeah, and then there was a scene earlier where, and the reason I want to bring it up is because I've been asking this every every few episodes, is who is the mole that that's leaking the information to Dar? So we see Dar is listening to the Mm president-elect giving a speech about... You know, as, as things happen in the news, you know, once somebody says something, then the news wants to get in there and ask more questions. And so the news is there talking to so, yeah, we the president-elect about the sun. sit-down interview, and she's saying, you know, I, I've never been ashamed of him. I want to make sure that people don't get that impression. Um, we had disagreements, which I, I, I found interesting. She was very forthright in saying we weren't in a good place when he died. Um, he was critical of her being critical of the war. Um and while Dar's 
watching all of this. So we see the actor Robert Nepper. And Robert <laughs> Nepper is awesome. He's in Prison Break. I love every time he pops up. I don't remember or recall seeing him this season yet. Yeah. I could be wrong with that. But him popping up, again, you know, he's talking, he's having the conversation. And clearly he knows what's going on. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, is he the mole? You know, but who is he? Or is he part of the private sector company, like yeah. the head, like one of the head Which honcho they were guys? Missing from this episode, mm-hmm. we don't know. Um, also, have to point out, Dark called her the c-word under his breath <laughs> when he was watching the interview. Like seriously, it just makes me think, what a jackass! Not only are you just this evil guy doing all this stuff, but you're just like a jerk, like calling her a. I don't even like saying the word. Oh, like they just did everything this episode to make me dislike him. You know, the fu- everything. The, the funny thing is, is I watch this episode, and sometimes I'll watch episodes in subtitles. That actually <laughs> didn't pop up. I heard it, but they actually didn't write it. Write it in the subtitles. No, I, I like looked it up. I was like, was that just me who heard that? Mm, yeah, he said that. Oh, um, dar. Yeah, so so keep so keep an eye out for Robert Nepper. Uh-huh. Um, he doesn't. I, as far as I know, they he didn't he wasn't given a name yet, but he's probably going to unwind in the next few episodes, or is going to be hopefully like a more major player. I mean, he's a he's a great actor, so I imagine that they brought him in for a good purpose. Yes. Um, speaking of mole, and again, this is just a stray observation. When Carrie and the um, CPS worker were at the school still before they went to her office, they were talking, and this guy comes in, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Oh, the te- they just like the random like random guy comes sub- in the substitute teacher or not and, substitute teacher, but just it's like a faculty. And then he leaves, and it might have been nothing, but in my head, I was like, "Why did they make a point that someone walked in and left?" I don't know. Again, it might be nothing, but I'm just like every time I re- every time. The show makes a point of showing random people. I always take note because, again, thinking about Mole and thinking about people who are in on, you know, this thing with Dar. And that was just suspicious. Like, randomly, he they threw in that scene. Someone walks in and interrupts and then leaves. I don't know. I just found that kind of sketch. And then, what I, you know, at some point, like, at some point in, in the episode, too, we see that Saul, again, gets kind of harassed. You know, right. to, so, to get debriefed and, you know, yeah, and the so, director of counterintelligence is like, hey, you know what? We need to ask you some questions about mm-hmm. what you were doing. Yes. You know, and he's like, I was having, you know, stand up. My sister is hanging out. And they're like, yeah, OK, well, we got to go through this procedure and give us your phone. Yes. All of that was sketch. So, yeah. And I was noticing that this was happening kind of parallel. Like Carrie was almost essentially getting interrogated. But not really. Oh, let's just ask you questions. Saul, essentially getting interrogated, but oh no, we're just debriefing you. I I was noticing those parallels. And, you know, both of them are in the dark about the situation they're actually in. And yeah, um, he's just like, what's the problem? You know, I already said what this is. And then she's just like, oh, well, yeah, essentially saying we don't believe you and we're going to need to check your phone. And in my head, I was like, oh, don't give him the phone. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's covered his tracks. I'm sure he has, but... And then, yeah, and then, and then you know, Shady McMaster, uh, and then, Dara Doll. Yeah, and then it also reminded me when the president had to give up her phone and essentially give up. Like, he's good at putting, Dara is, like, putting all these people in these vulnerable situations where they literally have no connection and they're just stuck in this room having to answer to someone else. Yeah. And, and you know, and he's, you know, and Dara's starting to show kind of his true colors mm-hmm. that is, as, uh, as, as was brought up in last, last week's episode, too, that Dara can't be trusted by Saul. 
No, he and, can't. And they start talking, and you basically give, Saul kind of gives Dar this look. Like, Dar's like, oh, I'm so sorry about this and that. And Saul basically is giving this look, like, don't bullshit a bullshit. No, and he even said, he was like, I know nobody would be doing this without your knowledge of it. Like, stop acting like, oh, I'm coming in and stopping this. I didn't even know this was happening. Oh. But it sucks because I didn't Saul said something at the end, like, well, I don't think Dar, like, when he said he's the only one who knew, but I don't think he, he's in on this. Like, he... He knows what Dark is capable of, but I feel like he still gives him the benefit of the doubt, which is like, it sucks he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he hasn't fully seen, and I don't even know if we've quite fully seen uh, Dar's uh, intentions. Yeah. His full intentions, which brings us back again to Quinn. Yes. You know, Quinn trying to get back to the States, and my, my thing runs is... away. Yeah, so in my... <laughs> I honestly thought, because like... In the beginning of the episode, we saw him looking out the window. So I figured he would have mm-hmm. just gone down by the dock and was hanging out by the lake and just, you know, absorbing it in. I didn't realize he would actually be running, running, you know, running along the street trying to hit, hitchhike in 2017. <laughs> you know, I don't know who actually picks up hitchhikers anymore. Right. Um, and again, it was bringing me parallels to when they took the president-elect away and she was driving down, like, the streets. Like, again, like, all these people keep trying to escape these little holes or boxes that he puts them in and there's always a truck there's always like a pickup yes, truck and trees and like <laughs> yeah. this road oh my gosh um but he doesn't get far well it's it's, it's he doesn't get far because clearly he does sound off you know, he sounds bonkers or off mm. you know mm-hmm. as she said he's off of his meds and yeah. everything and yeah i mean if if you decided to for some reason pick up somebody and they started rambling like yeah you, and then you see the same person next to them would you do the same thing and be like okay uh you know what never mind I know. I'm gonna... I, exactly of course i wouldn't even pull over for a hitchhiker i get too like yeah in the same too way. scary um but oh man quinn and then later when dar comes over Okay, that there's a lot of stuff we need to discuss. Yes, there. this this yeah. There's now we're getting down to like the wire Dar's of the episode, and this is huge with Quinn. Um, so first he tells you know Astrid he was like, oh thank you, couldn't have done this without you. La 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 la. Let me talk to him, and um, right, and of course Dar's like, no, let me talk to him by myself. Yes, um, lots of motivations going in there, but first thing he says is quit feeling sorry for yourself. You know that's not like you. That's that was the first thing I liked about you. So here's something weird. Um, yes. And then did, Quinn said no. Well, also... Did, that's not the first thing. Did they have, like, some sort of weird relationship? That's exactly what I think this episode implied. I think so. Because he... Cause yes. Yeah, that was... Yeah, because he, he, he said you're a dirty old man... And, you know, and he alluded to the fact that he liked pretty boys, even though yes. I, don't, I don't know if we've ever actually gone into I don't think we have. Uh, think... Dara doll sexuality ever in, in the whole series or if it's ever mattered. But it sounds like they might have had. Please tell us what you think. I'm no. dying to see that in the comments yeah. for sure, because the way that I interpreted it is they must have had as Peter was going through the ranks, mm-hmm. had some sort of a weird relationship that wasn't. Um, the way platonic. I saw it was okay. So they have said that they got Quinn very young. I feel like Dar molested him. I feel like that's what happened. But Dar also said, "I, I never did yeah, anything." But Dar, I don't trust anything. <laughs> I feel true. like He's he shady. got him young. You're right. He's he, shady. No, I feel like he got him young, and Quinn was probably very like, 
you know, this guy's helping me. I'm just going to let him. Because he even, he doesn't seem happy about, I feel like Dar's proud of the fact that he said, like, oh, I never forced myself. But, I mean, did you still sort of coerce with the fact that you're older, you're offering this person, you know, all these things, and they're young and impressionable? Yeah, exactly. The young and impressionable Again, was what I was kind of thinking, this too. This episode made me hate Dar on so many levels. But I've always hated Dar. I've said that since episode one, that uh, I've hated that guy. And I'm wondering if he's actually going to get his by the end, but that's 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 later on for sure. Yeah, I hated him like as far as like all, but not now. I'm like, ooh, dude, you're just like a gross. I don't know on every level person. Yeah, I feel like I think that's what they were doing. I mean, tell us, please tell us what you guys got from that conversation. But and then it made me feel more bad for Quinn. I'm like, oh my god, this kid was molested, or who knows what happened. And then it makes me think because he was talking about like, I don't understand your obsession with Carrie. What? You've always had his fixation. It's almost kind of well, like... He, but he's also comparing... He's also saying not only just Quinn, but Saul. So he's like saying, he's like, what is it about this girl that makes every guy go goo goo gaga? But it also made me think, like, what if also Dar's always seen Quinn as his? And that's also why he's got this thing coming after Carrie, because he doesn't like... I don't know. There's creepiness there, for sure, I think, um, as yeah. far as... And then essentially in this conversation, he turns... I don't know if he does, but he attempts to turn Quinn against Carrie. Well, he drops he drops the you know drops the uh, well. The reason that you're in this state mm-hmm. is because of Carrie, and that's something that she neglected to tell you. Yeah, which I feel like he kind of makes it seem like a different situation. I don't. Carrie always was concerned about his health. It's not like oh yeah, we're gonna do this just for the sake of getting information. There's also the risk of leaving him in a coma. It was a different situation. I felt like it wasn't as black and white as the way he presented it. Right, exactly. It's very, yeah, there's a very gray area for all of it. I mean, because, you know, at that point, you know, the world was at risk or Mm -hmm. like New York or I think New York was at risk or I don't think it was even New York. It was, it was a different country. But yeah, the city, that that city was at risk. So, you know, like that's what you're going to do. I mean, that's why you sign up. Mm -hmm. I mean, Quinn clearly knew that. That's like the letter that he kind of wrote to her too. He's like, I know the type of business that I got myself into. Um, but also Quinn not being himself, you know, he's still they, distrusting of Carrie. Yeah. Well, they talked about, the... they talked about rage, depression. He couldn't say the word caller. Yeah. So that makes sense that someone like Dar manipulating or saying these things could actually even absorb more into and he's not a hundred percent, not a hundred percent, you know, but don't trust Dar. Come on. Yeah. Like, we all know that. He says at all. Let's dissect for a second. What Dar's done. He has literally, like, stripped away all the layers of Carrie. He made her look um, professionally, you know, stupid, and he kind of, like, ruined her reputation there because she represented this supposed terrorist. Um, He took away her daughter, the guy who loves her. He's making her turn against him. Like, he's literally attacking her at every corner. It's Mm -hmm. it's crazy. And did you see uh, the scene where Dar is actually on the phone with the neighbor? Hmm. Yeah, he was on the phone. He was on the phone with the. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what, when, when. When did that happen? I feel like it's. Let's see. Hold on. Being tracked by the neighbor. So it was after Jafiti like gets gets pull, pulled from the pool. Mm. But there's a scene that where Dar is like on the phone and he said it's done or like whatever, and it's the actual the neighbor with his like little stocking cap on. It's a really brief scene, and so like that. That's another. That's another revelation yes. part. That okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Quinn. So he's got he's he's in, he's in some cahoots with the neighbor mm-hmm. or 
that strange company. Yes. Which I think which how Robert Nepper, also who guest starred tonight, is a part of. And right now he's and now we see kind of towards the final sorry, yeah. the final end of it is Carrie pretty much losing it. Yes. Yeah, so she goes home and drinks after her terrible, you know, day in court, loses her daughter. Which I, I would have done the same thing. I would have said, hey, where where can I go grab my drink? Although, but she's on medication. I and... know. I was like, don't do it. I get why you want to do it, but don't do it. And then I was like, you know, with her luck, you know, child services will knock on her door right then and there and be like, oh, are you sober? Or I was hoping she was going to go for the chocolate milk. <laughs> um, and then she makes a phone call. Oh, uh, she, she yeah, I, this, this is what you do. You get, like, you get, you get, you uh, get, you're, you're on like prescription meds. You get drunk. And what do you do? You drunk dial the president elect. Oh you drunk God. dial the president elect. I loved it. Just I was like, worst. wow. And essentially like, you know, asks the president, Hey, help me get my daughter. And no less words. And the president's like, I can't do that. That's a personal issue. And it carries like, goes for the jugular like you must you know how it feels you lost a child as well and see what's interesting to me is that granite um she herself has been thrown some thrown some shade Mm -hmm. but you know how dar was saying well carrie we we found out that carrie matheson did all these things to release seku and he's Mm -hmm. the one that released the bomb so i wasn't even sure if the president-elect was going to take carrie's phone call for that reason, mm-hmm. because I don't, they haven't cleared, they haven't really had that conversation yet to say, whether hey, she's Carrie. she's still on her good side. Yeah, yeah, whether she fully, as she did in the beginning, used her as an advisor now to say, you, now you're associated with a bomber, and I don't know all the other details. Yeah. So I wasn't even sure if she was even going to take the phone call. I was call. happy. I agree. I was doing the same thing. I was happy when she took the call, but then it sucks because... I get why Carrie did it, obviously. Like, you know, you feel like you're rock bottom. You lost your daughter. I can't, again, I'm not a parent, so I don't know what that must feel like. But I would say, yeah, hell yeah, use all the resources you have. But not like that. Don't drunk call her in the middle of the night. You know, go and see her in person and ask her in the most diplomatic and polite way possible. Is there anything you can do to help? I feel like... I get why she has to at least ask. I mean, well, because desperate times, people are going to do desperate yes, things. Yes, but do and... it. That's just like the worst way you can do it. Like now, for sure, she's not going to help you at all. Right, right, you know? right, right. Or at least she could have been like, oh, you know, in the if she goes and talks to her face to face, nice, you know, sober. Can you at least tell me where she is so I know she's safe, peace of mind, you know, something. But now you just made her pissed off at you. Yeah. And then it closes with, you know, you find out that Dar has been the one masterminding the child services thing, too, to screw with Carrie. Like he warned her and said, you know, when they're having that big confrontation, he was like saying, back down, little girl. And she's like, no, you back down. And and now her whole world is starting to crumble. And that whole scene happened in front of Franny's school. You know, it's, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, that woman, oh, I hate her so much. I just don't like her. I don't. I was so mad at her. She was just like, oh, you know, I hate taking a child from her mother, but, you know, this, I was like, mm. Okay, so, which leads us into predictions. Oh, oh uh, there we go. Any lights? <laughs> any lights? Yes, predictions. There yes. we go. So, predictions for what's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Um, I got to think for a second. Okay, so, I feel like Dar is going to, he wants something from Carrie. Right? Or he, 
Because I'm trying to figure out, why is he doing all of this? Was it really just to get her out of the president's ear? That seems like it's not enough of a reason. Okay, so your prediction is a little bit that there's there's still something more deeper than just yes. getting her away from the president. Yeah, I feel okay. like Dar wants something. He's got, a, he's got a deeper agenda. Yes, and maybe he'll approach her directly and come to her almost as like an ally and be like, oh, look, you're in this crap, you know, do this or do that and... You know what I mean? He has an end goal, and I don't know what that is, but, you know, maybe he'll reveal it soon to soon. Carrie. Yeah. Okay. I think for me, it's seeing uh, what happens with, like, a deeper, we see more between um, Astrid and Quinn. Mm-hmm. I kind of want, I want to see, kind of see that and see maybe if Quinn can be like, you know, if he can get Astrid on his side and get back to Carrie. I As think opposed so to too. being, being, being out in the middle of nowhere. And I think he will. And I, you know, as much as Dart tries to put, you know, all these shadows of doubt, I think at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I really believe like Quinn will have Carrie's back. Like he knows that she does care about him. It's not just guilt or whatever. And he's going to have her back. And like I said, maybe get out of, get Astrid on his side and get something happening. I don't know. But, um, we still don't know what's going to happen with that, um, company, they were absent from this episode, so that's somewhere in there. And, yeah, I don't know. I still feel like there's people out there working with Dar or that we don't know yet. There's still other pieces of the puzzle we haven't seen. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Leslie, where can they find you? Um, you can find me at Leslie Face on Twitter and Instagram. How about you? <laughs> and, you guys, you can find me on all social media at Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-U-N-G. Uh, thanks for watching, and uh, yes. we'll be back with uh, next week with uh, episode eight. Uh, I don't know what the title is, but um, and send look- us your thoughts during the week. Um, we'd love hearing about it. There's a lot of stuff this episode, so please send away. All right, have a good one. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.